0: Praise the Lord. So it's good to be in the house, Lord. I can tell it's rainy. I can tell it's been a long week. I can tell, you know, you just get a feel when you walk in a place. I can I can sense it. In the youth group this morning, they were kind of down, and, and you know, you can just tell, you know, the intensity level was not where it needed to be, and that's probably because of the weather, because of tiredness, whatever. But I can tell you about about teenagers. I can tell you what I've noticed, you know, and, and I've done this before way back in, in the uh, in the 90s, I was a youth pastor in early 90s, and I can tell you, young people, from the difference this summer until when school started, is different. You can see the pressure. You can see them just a lot being sucked right out of them. You don't think it's hard? It's hard because they're around a lot of stuff that's not God, about God, and it takes a toll on them. It's kind of like you. Come on, Mom and Dad. You know when you go to work, you know, you, you come you come off of a Sunday service and you go to work and you get caught up in that stuff. Same thing for your young people. And, and I'm very thankful. And I want to say this. I got a lot on my heart and mind today, so we'll be here till about 1. It's raining anyway. Y'all don't have anything to do. Uh, yeah, I, 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 that's not going to happen. Uh, Pastors Appreciation Day, thank you for me and Victoria. Victoria is a huge part of the youth group, huge part of the youth group. Amen. I mean, don't you think so, young people? And Victoria is something, yeah. She helps the young people out a lot. They talk to her, and, and, and she helps them out. But I was sitting here, and I was thinking about Pastor uh, 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 Danny and, and, and uh, Pastor Barbara. And then I got to thinking about pastoring, and I think about their children. It is tough, Pastor to be a child of a pastor. It's tough. And I know that because I went through it with $3 of my own. Now they're in their 30s. And I talk to them and they tell me how tough it was. And, and, and I guess, you know, to the pastor's kids, hats off to you. Because you come in here and I know sometimes you feel pressure even more so than other people because you feel like you, you need to be, you're the pastor's kid, right? And my hat's off to you. And, 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 I, and I learned from, watch, from watching my daughters that, that sometimes I wanted them to be more than what, they, what, what, than what they wanted to be at that time because they hadn't grown up yet. I'm the one that was called, not them. They got to come into that calling, Right. And so, hats off to the pastor's kids. We love them. Why don't you give it up for the pastor's kids today? Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. All right. So, I've been rambling long enough, and uh, we're in the hero series. And Pastor, he called me, and we were talking about this, and he, we talked about, you know, uh, uh, this series and he said man do you want to do something on Joshua well I happen to be in the book of Joshua on Tuesday for all you that watch uh, on Tuesday at eight o'clock I do a series on Joshua and I'm like you bet I'd like to do Joshua uh, and now, Joshua was not in the Hall of Fame chapter at all. So we start off, and the pastor start off the last four Sundays, uh, I believe it was 4 or 3, Hebrews 12, one, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of a witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despised the shame, and has set down the right hand of God. And now I gotta figure out how his works here. Let's see, his is different mind. Hell here we go. I see it. Right there. there we go. So Abraham, simple obedience. Joseph, never give up. Moses, nothing can replace the presence of God. Rahab, past does not define your future. Joshua, a great follower, turned into a great leader. And, and so, we're going to grab a hold of that concept this morning about Joshua. And that's who, Joshua, a great follower turned into a great leader. I mean, he is a great follower. And uh, you know, how many wants to be a great follower? You know, there's a lot of heroes out here right now. You may not be a pastor. You may not be, like, leading, like, you know, this part, but you have a part in this church. There's some prayer heroes out here. There's a lot of heroes. I want to be a great follower. A follower is an adorant or a devotee of a particular person caused or activity. When you follow Christ, heroic things happen. Psalms 18, 29. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. So when we follow God, great things happen. And we got to get to that point to where our heart truly wants to follow God. And, and I see this in Joshua. He's a great hero. He's not in the Hall of Fame chapter, but he's a great hero, a great hero of the faith. And I see this when I, when I study Joshua. So what makes a great hero? True heroes don't set out to be heroes. Right? They don't set out to be a hero. They set out trying to please God. Abraham, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, Joshua, and the list goes on. They didn't set out to be great heroes. I would argue just the opposite. They didn't even really want to start. Not in the fullness until it got going. It got going. I mean, you think about Abraham. He was minding his own business from the land of Tehran. And this guy, he didn't know nothing. His father was an idol worshiper. He knew absolutely nothing about God. Nothing, but yet God calls him and he responds. Moses, I mean, think about Moses' life. I mean, he had the life of luxury, the life of luxury, but what he had, he didn't have the heart of luxury, he had a heart of God, and God called him to do great things. When I look down the list and I think about, uh, uh, you know, uh, Rahab, I mean, her heart was she wanted to save her family. She wanted to save her family. I mean, there's some great hearts out there today that you want to save your family, right? And then I look at Joshua. So hero is a person who is admired or idolized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. When we pursue God, when we pursue God, we're on the right direction to becoming a hero. When we pursue God, when I'm pursuing other things, I'm not going to be the hero of faith I'm going to not be a hero to the world, but when I pursue God, I'm on the right direction. So, let's get into Joshua's life. Joshua was a great follower before he became a great leader. Exodus 24, 13. So, Moses arose with his, I want you to pay close attention, assistant Joshua. Mm. Assistant Joshua. Some of the verses will say his minister. Some of the versions of the Bible minister. I think the King James says. I'm not for sure. I know it's one of them. And Moses went up to the mountain of God, and he said unto the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and Hur are with you. You wait for us, plural, him and Joshua. Get this into your heart now. And uh, if any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. Then Moses went up in the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went into the midst of the cloud, went into the mountain, and Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Mm. Assistant. Moses. So you picture Moses over here, up here on the mountain. You picture Joshua at the foot of the mountain. Staying there. Remember, he's he's with Moses, he's his assistant. Then you got all the people way over here. Moses is hearing. Can you see the cloud coming down? Can you see the glory of God just speaking to Moses? I mean, just speak. Him. Joshua's at the foot. He hears, he's watching, he can see something. He knows something happened. He remember, he's just the assistant. Assistant. Assistant is someone who assists someone, is is a person who assists someone to, to help them in whatever need that they're doing. Joshua's at the foot of the mountain. Now, I love the story in Exodus because here's what happens. How many loves Pastor Paul right now? Not many. Not me. I heard one. How many loves Pastor Paul right now? Good, good. We'll see if you love me in a minute. We'll see if you love me in a minute. So here is, is Moses, and here's Joshua. Well, over here. Here is the rest of the congregation, way over here. And it goes something kind of like this here's the rest of the congregation. Just think about that pastor. He's been gone 40 days. Think about him. He's over there, he's doing what he, wanted, what he wants to do. In day's church, you know, when you come in and you see people, you can tell that they're just talking about stuff they probably don't need to talk about. It doesn't change anything. What are they doing? They're mumbling and they're complaining. And so these people begin to mumble and complain. Even though God's done a great work. I mean, we can't deny the fact under the leadership of Moses that God done a great work. They came to the Red Sea. The Red Sea opened up. God brought them through. God destroyed the enemy. God prepared food for them and water for them. I mean, God provided direction for them. So God was doing a great thing. But there's Moses and Joshua over there. Here's the others over here, and they begin to chirp. Chirp. Can you believe he does it that way? Can you believe what he said? You know, here we are. We have to defend for ourselves down here. Really? You're not defending for yourself. How many realizes all the jobs you have, everything you have? God blessed you. But the assistant was over here. You see, in this church, I realized one thing. I'm not the pastor. I am not the pastor. I am here to follow the lead of Pastor Danny. Whatever Daniel that leads direction, I am to pray, and I am to support him and get behind him and assist him. Because I am not the senior pastor. I am not the senior pastor, and I, and my, man, my support is to him. Now, if he erred in Scripture, I would talk to him one-on-one, and I would say, You know, Daniel, you might want to look at this. If he had a little bad attitude, I might want to say, Daniel, have you ever thought about this? But I would do it very, very gently. Very gently. And and so that's my job is to assist. And your job is to follow. Mm. Mm. Is to follow. How many loves your pastor? How many loves Pastor Danny? You know you love him. He's the senior pastor. Now, if I want to go get a parry, if, if I sense that God's leading me to a church to be a senior pastor, I would go and I would be a senior pastor, and then I would expect people to follow, follow what, I, what, what the Lord is telling me, what I speak, that they would follow me. Obviously, one thing at Living Water, you support your leader because you're following, Danny. The church is growing. People come. Lives are changed. And so you're following. But what happens when the leader's over here, I think it was, Sev, it was you. I think, Danny, we was struggling. I'm going back a year or two, and there were some problems that was going on. I don't even remember what the problems is. All I just remember what you said to him. Yep, yeah, Pastor, it's lonely at the top. <laughs> It's long, I just remember that it stayed with me. It's lonely at the top because I told the youth this morning, there's one thing in my life. I have worked construction. I have a job now, and the job I have now cannot compare to how well, rough it is being a leader in a church, pastoring a church. It is tough. It is the toughest thing I've ever done. It's gut wrenching because we are, we are just men, and we need to rely on God. We need to trust God, but sometimes we get to looking at things. All the problems, all the emotions come in this direction. You got money problems over here, this, this. I mean, the weight gets heavy. It's no different than Moses. The weight on Moses was heavy. And who's watched him at the foot of the mountain? The assistant was. Joshua was watching him, watching his every move. He was a great student. He was a great student. He was following. He was following. He wanted, he wanted to 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 support to support the leader. And I know you do too. I'm not asking. For you to agree with everything, I don't agree with everything that pastor does or says. It's not much I don't, but there's some little tiny things that I'd like. I might not have done that. I don't think I would have been talking about Campbell, you know what? (laughs) Man, do you realize how serious this is? Every time that we unite together, young people, every time we unite together, it's death or life. There's people out here in this audience right now, you're struggling, and you've never gotten real with God because you're still over in this crowd, and you're really complaining against God, and you're gropping because of the situation that you're in. But the situation you're in because you're, try- you're trying to follow God, you're pursuing God, is still better than the situation where you was at. But man, when you open up and you say, man, I want to become a part of something. I want to become a part of something. I want to assist. I want to help out. I mean, Joshua was a great assistant. Joshua was a great follower before he became a great leader. So the day, if you want to be a great leader, I suggest to you this morning that you need to learn to follow God. And God, follow him and his word. And we're going to get to that in a moment. But you have to follow him. You have to pursue him. And you have to pursue and support the man that God has put in your life to be your shepherd. That is hard to do because we live in a state of mind where it's me, myself, and I. We think as adults we have our own authority. You have no authority. The only authority you have is what God's given you. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, I I go and I work my God provided that job for you furthermore the health that you have God's provided that health for you to work that job You can argue with me all you want But you're not going to win because it's based in scripture. I want you to realize that you have to have a desire Desire to be a follower A follower of God and that was the greatest asset that Joshua had. I mean you think about it He was back in the I mean, there's not a lot that's said about Joshua up until you get in the book of Joshua He's mentioned like five, six, seven times. New Romany, Numbers, and and, and Exodus. Forty years he assisted Moses. Forty years. Forty years. I think I have 34 more years to go if I stay in this church and Daniel stays a pastor. Thirty, but 40 years he sat behind the scenes. When Moses came and spoke... Joshua twas- trusted that Moses heard from God. We trust that the pastor is hearing from God. We trust that the pastor is studying to show himself approved. We trust that the pastor is praying. We trust that he's there. We trust his leadership. And the only thing that can destroy that leadership if you get over there in that crowd and you begin to mumble and complain... You begin to get negative because it is lonely at the top. It is a hard job because you always had that few, that few. And you know what I want to be in life? If I'm that few, if I want to be that person to support. I mean, I've I've told you before, I mean, God has me in this place. And there is, I mean, out of all my life, out of all my life and all the things I've seen, all the things that I've done, I know without a doubt, I am more confident today than I've ever been that I'm right where God wants me to be. And if I'm right where God wants me to be, I need to be the greatest asset to this body that I can be. And that's following the lead of Pastor Yoder. I don't put him up on a pedestal because if you do that, he's going to disappoint you. I don't put man up here, but he is my leader and I know the authority that God has established. And so we see he was a great follower. Second thing, a hero for God has a desire for his presence. I want to show you something in the Word of God here. This is beautiful. Exodus 33 said, Moses took his tent. He pitched it outside the camp far from the camp. And he called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose. And each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and worshipped each man in his own tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man did not depart from the tabernacle. Woo! You talk about a good assistant. You talk about an assistant that knows where direction comes from. You talk about an assistant that knows where the answers come from. He wanted to be in the presence of God. He wanted to just sit in the tabernacle, and he wanted to enjoy that presence. Remember, he has something about this presence. He was at the foot of the mountain. He saw the presence of God. He's at the tabernacle. He sees the presence of God. A good leader, man, I mean a good follower. When you talk about Joshua, he wants to enjoy the presence of God I mean how many loves the presence of God I can't live without the presence of God, God's people, because if I live without the presence I'll make a life, a, my life a mess. I mean a total mess, but when it comes to the presence of God, I think it's why it's so powerful when we unite together here on Sundays. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves as the manner of some have. I mean I think we need to be here every Sunday. I think if you are a Christian, you'll, you will want to be at church. I don't think if, if you're a Christian you're hinging on that phrase, well I can serve God from my house, from my chair, I can watch TV. I'm here to tell you you don't know the Word of God. The word of God says forsake not this. Summon yourselves together how many just thoroughly enjoys when Sunday comes here amen I enjoy listen friends it never bothers me I enjoy when Sunday comes around matter of fact I look for Sunday coming around I look for Wednesday coming around why because this is my family I love God I love the people I want to be here I want to experience what God has (laughs) see Joshua he wanted to be around Moses because he was a leader he wanted to assist him. He wanted the same presence that Moses that Moses experienced. And you know what? What is God doing? You see, our sovereign God, our sovereign God is preparing Joshua to be the next leader. He's preparing him to be the next leader by being a great follower. Because if, if Joshua can learn now, don't miss this. If Joshua can learn how to follow Moses, Joshua surely can learn. How to follow God. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been around someone and you just get around him and when you walk away, him or her, you say, surely that person's in the presence of God. Man, I met people like that. You get around them, and I'm here to tell you, man, they, this, the presence of God just, I mean, it just reeks from them, right? I mean, they're just there's something about that individual. They want to talk about God. They want to talk about what God's doing. They don't want to talk about politics. They don't want to talk about the weather. They not want to talk about the problems of the world. They want to talk about the creator of the universe. They want to talk about the love of God. They want to talk about the experience of God. That's what we need. We need to be that kind of person. So, man, Joshua was getting education, and he just wanted to be wherever the glory is. I don't know. I, I love worship, and I, and I know many of you do too. And Cheyenne, you being a worship leader, there's something about worship that we just love, right? There's something about worship that just grabs a hold of our hearts. We love, we love worship. It just draws us close. And true worship's not how good we sound. True worship is not only the music. True worship comes from right here. Right here, because when it comes from here, when the battles come, you're going to be able to stand. If it comes by feelings, your feelings are going to deceive you, and you're going to be like this your whole life. Man, I don't care what state you're in right now, what you're going through. Man, if you'll put your eyes on God, if you'll search his presence, God will follow you, and he will help you, and he will get you through. But if you look at your situation, that leader, man, he's up in that mountain praying again. He don't work very hard. We don't do anything we're sitting down here we don't have nobody to represent us we better create a god that leader he's here we don't even know if he's coming back and what's he doing he's up on the mountain interceding for god what's his we're interceding with god what's his assistant doing sitting at the foot of the mountain waiting waiting knowing something's going on he's just he's, he's just cherishing that, that moment Boy, we get caught up, and I'm just going to keep driving that point home. We get caught up into the bickering, the bickering, the bickering, the bickering. Man, let it go. It never changes nothing. If you don't have a solution to the problem, don't become a part of the problem. Amen? Man, if you don't have the solution, if you don't have the answer, if you come and you talk to, you know, if you just get down, and, man, I mean, you come over here, and, man, you just start saying, hey, you know what, man, that's church and that youth group. They, they that, that guy that runs that youth, he's kind of wacky. That guy who runs that youth, man, he don't, he's not very friendly sometimes. Man, have you ever thought for a moment that crazy guy might be going through something? That crazy guy might be experiencing something. He might be going through the time of his life. He might have heard somebody just died. He might have had some bad news. Yep, yeah, that crazy leader, he's over there. We're here doing all the work, and he's over here. Oh? Mm, 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 mm. something about this sermon something about when the pastor asked me to speak this my mind got to rolling and got to rolling and for once at lunch it was not pastor this was two weeks ago last week it wasn't pastor saying, man god spoke to me i was like hey pastor man wait till you see this see what i'm saying I was talking to Daryl this week, and Daryl called me, and he asked me a question because of his Sunday school class. And and I I told Daryl, I've noticed one thing about Daryl's Sunday school class. I know Daryl's teaching the Word. I know Daryl's got a heart because I notice every class he teaches is full. Amen? Amen. That's our pastor Daryl. And he asked me a question. He began to explain it, and I love talking theological questions. I I love talking. He began to share with me, and I began to share with him. And I could sense and hear the joy just coming out of his heart. That's the kind of people. That's the kind of people. Think about Joshua. He loved the presence of God. The presence of God means more than anything to me right now in my life. Anything. Anything. Let's continue to go because I want to. A hero of the faith loves the word. Now, God's people, I don't understand this. I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. But we, a lot of people say they want to know God. But how much studying do they do? What's their devotion like? How much word do they read during the week? Because you see, the word is what's going to get Joshua through. You'll see this in a moment. The word. The word. I I hurt for you if you're not in the word. Because you see, you can't define God. You can't tell me who God is if you're not in the Word. Oh, you might be able to quote a Sunday school verse or a popular verse that people quote all the time, but you really can't tell me who God is. If you're struggling with patience and you ain't never read the Word about patience, how can you tell me that you're, you're, you're going to the right source? You're trying to do it yourself. And I want to tell you son, Joshua was going to need patience just as Moses needed patience. If you're struggling right now in a relationship and it's falling apart, man, you need to go to the one who's created relationship. And I don't know about you, but God created relationship. Amen. He created relationship and you need to go to him and find out all that he says about relationship. Look, I know at any given Sunday, any given Wednesday when we gather together that there's people hurting. I know that. I know that. I know there's some things that's going on right now in this audience that, that nobody knows of, just you. And you feel like you're all alone. But I'm here to tell you the word of God says you're not alone. He says, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and he'll be with you forever. So there's something about the word. Listen to this. A hero of the faith loves the word. Exodus 17, 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll. Better thank God for that. As something to be remembered. Now, first of all, when I look at this, Moses writes something on a scroll. So Moses writes the first five books of the Bible under the inspiration of God, I believe. And so he writes on a scroll. And now who wrote Joshua? Joshua did. Where did he learn that from? From his leader. He wrote down on a scroll. Now watch this. It gets even better. So he writes down on a scroll uh, of something to be remembered. And make sure. Look at this. Man, Joshua's great. Because of the great leader that he served under. And both of those men are great because of the great God they trusted. Now watch this. Joshua, he says, make sure that Joshua hears it. Because I completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. He said, because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, and the Lord would be at war against Amalekites for generation to generation. Man, Joshua needed to hear this, because who is the man that's going to fight the battles? Who is the man that's going to take the people into the promised land? It is none other than Joshua. Joshua was the one that's going to lead them. Joshua was a warrior. Joshua was a man of battle. And that starts under uh, Moses' reign. I could have read that passage. Make sure that Joshua hear it. A hero of the faith loves the word. Jehovah Nisa, more properly Yahweh Nisa, means the Lord is our banner. In Hebrew, the name Jehovah Nisa appears only once in the Bible. Right here, Exodus 17, 15. Moses had the children of Israel to feed the feed them. built an altar and named it Jehovah Nisa. hmm Mm. A hero of the faith loves the word. I know one thing, it, and it's it hard for me to define and hard for me to grab a hold of. But the Spirit of the Lord is not going to be with man on this earth forever. Not forever. You read your Bibles. Not forever. But there's something. It's going to endure forever. And it's the word of God. So I want to talk to you this morning. Just briefly about leadership. And about, about following. Anytime that you come across something. Anytime you come across a struggle. Or a disagreement. Have you went to the word? I don't want to go and say. I feel this way. I don't want to be caught and saying. Man do you see those youth. Man they're just rowdy. They just, they just, they're loud. They run. They talk. Well, if you wasn't that way when you were a youth, you must have been pretty boring. <laughs> Hello? I mean, the one thing that can happen is you as adults put a damp cloth on the youth. They're alive. And they are alive, trust me. They have energy. They have energy that I don't have. I mean, I can't tap into their, industry, their energy. I mean, they have a lot of energy. So I would ask... In any situation at church, whether it's the children's church, whether it's too crowded, whether it's too hot, whatever it may be, man, have you got the word in your heart? Have you hid the word of God in your heart that you won't sin against Him? I mean, think about it, God's people. This is so important. Joshua was a great hero because he learned the leadership traits from Moses that he needed to take the people from point A to point B. It was, it's a powerful concept. Mm. Mm. Final words of Joshua Because I think the final words of Joshua Sums up what God had called him to do Joshua 23 After a long time had passed And the Lord had given Israel rest From all their enemies around them Joshua by then was a very old man so he's already accepted the throne because we're in Joshua twenty-third chapter. I'm reading from that and I'm going to continue in a moment. So we skipped all over one, two, three, four, all the way up to twenty-third. He has led the people. They have fight, they have fought, they have fought many battles. Many battles. The pastor's leading us. A lot of us have fought battles. If God tarries, there's more battles to come. Right? There's more battles to come. Let's be real. Let's don't think this thing's some rosy thing. You just give God and everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be okay. You're never gonna have a bad day. Where's that found in scripture? See, know the word. Because heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will endure forever. Forever. Everything's judged off the word. And whatever you're talking about, whatever you're discussing, if it's not founded in the word of God, sip it up. That's how important it is. The Word of God will always, will always have the last say. Always. You can count on it. You can count on it. So, we see this. A long time had passed, and the Lord given Israel rest from their enemies around them. Man, I could... could. One day we're going to have rest. Amen. <laughs> One day we're going to have rest. There's going to be no more sorrow. There's going to be no more heartache. There's going to be no more struggle. One day, man, God's going to call us home. And we're going to enter into a place of rest. Can you say, man, church? Can you say, man, I long for that day. I long for that day when God calls me home. But while I'm here, I want my life based off the word. Some in all of Israel... The elders, the judges, the officials, and say to them, I am very old. It seems like I say that a lot to the youth. I am very old. (laughs) You yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done. Now watch what this great leader does. A great leader never takes credit. A great leader, a great hero of the faith never takes credit. Mm. Seen everything... The Lord your God has done to all these nations for your sake. It was the Lord your God who fought for you. Mm. Man, slow down a little bit. How many things has God done for us? Man, look at your life. How many things has God done for you? I'm here to tell you, if you'll grab a hold of that truth in your heart, you'll be dancing on Sundays. You'll be saying amen because you'll know that the Lord has done great things. You want to know why I get excited when I talk about God? Because he's the most exciting thing to talk about. Amen? That's why I get excited to about it. When I teach a Bible study, whether I'm teaching a Bible study to the youth or here, the passion is in me. The passion is to say, man, thank you, God, because I know where I'm at today. I know what you're doing, and it's all because of you, not because of me, because me's made a lot of dumb messes in my life all about the Lord. And so he says this. He says, the Lord your God has done to all these nations for your sake. It was the Lord your God who fought for you. A true hero gives credit to the Lord. Let me continue to read. I don't have it up there, but let me continue to read. Uh, Verse 5. The Lord your God himself will push them out for your sake. He will drive them out before you and you will take possession of their land as the Lord your God promised you. He continues to drive home the promises of the Lord. In this chapter, be very strong. Be careful to obey all watch this, that is written in the book of the law of Moses, once again, that word of God, be careful. This is in the 23rd chapter. If you go back to Joshua 1, eight, you see the same promise. You see the same thing. All those years have passed. He's an old man. I think he's 110 now. And so you look at it, he took over when he was 80. And so you think about it, 30 years he's been leading these people in war and battles. And the very thing to start off his ministry, the very thing when he was commissioned by Moses to be the next leader. In chapter 1, verse 8, it's the same verse of Scripture, the same verse of Scripture. Be very strong, be careful, obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without turning aside to the right or to the left. How many times do we turn to the right or to the left instead of turning to the truth of God's Word? What a leader. And And what is he doing? He's passing on this leadership. He's saying to them, if you want to be successful, if you want the blessings of God, do this. Do not associate with these nations that remain among you. Do not invoke the names of their gods or swear by them. You must not serve them or bow down to them, but you are to hold fast the Lord your God as you have until now. Hold fast, church. Hold fast. The truth works. Hold fast. God knows what he's doing. Hold fast is what he's telling them. Hold fast. The Lord has driven out before you great and powerful nations to this day. No one has been able to withstand you. Woo. And I'm here to tell you no matter how bad the world tries today to get God out of the world, I'm here to tell you God is holding fast. And I'm telling you the Creator of this universe, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes on them should not perish but have everlasting life. That promise is still true today. It's the day it was written. Can you say amen? I'm telling you, it may look dim out there, it may look bad, but if we hold fast, if we hold fast in the Word of God, we know that God cannot lie, and every promise in the Word of God, it may have a condition, but God will do His part if we do our part. Hold fast, and that's been, he's pouring out his heart, he's an old man, he's an old man, he has no more fight left in him, he's an old man. Now, if you read the next chapter, you may doubt that, 24, because he just would almost contradict what I just said, because he's like, man, I still can do it. Be very careful to love the Lord your God, he says, in verse 11. These are Joshua's final words. But if you turn away... And ally yourselves with the survivors of these nations that remain among you. And if you intermarry with them and associate with them, then you may for sure that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations before you. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. He goes on in verse 14 Now I'm about to go away uh, of the earth. I'm leaving. It sounds like the Apostle Paul. My departure's at hand. I finished, right? I mean, it sounds just like it. And Joshua was saying, Now I'm about to go away of the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all, that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Woo! Woo! Has not failed. Has anybody seen God fail? Has anybody seen God fail? Some of you may say, then why hasn't he come through for me right now? Because God knows what best. He knows the beginning and he knows the end because he's Alpha and Omega. You may be going through a battle now, but God knows best and his word will not fail. Because if God sometimes would answer the things that we want him to answer, we might find ourselves not serving God. Not trusting God. We might rely upon our... You see those two over there on the mountain? That crowd, what do you want to say? Hey, hey, where'd that get y'all? When Moses was up there receiving the law, where'd it get y'all? Y'all created, a, y'all created a, 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 an animal out of this, this all these riches from, from Egypt. That's another the story in itself. All the jewelry, all the gold and everything that came from Egypt. Man, in one, boom, God destroyed it. God was saying, man, look at me. So hold fast. Just got just a few more seconds here. And, and now I'm about to go with, you know, If you know all your heart and soul, not all the, that all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has, has, hasn't failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. Every promise. But just all the good things the Lord your God has promised you have come to you. So he will bring on you all the evil things that has threatened until the Lord your God has destroyed you from this good land he has given you. If you violate the covenant of the Lord your God with this command you, which he's commanded you, and go and serve other gods and bow down to them, the Lord's anger will burn against you, and you will quickly perish from the good land he has given you. And if you know anything about Israel's history, they did not follow these words. They did not follow these words. And they became in captivity again and bondage again because they didn't. Follow God completely. Think about it. You may be here this morning because of a circumstance, a bad circumstance in your life. And if that circumstance never would have happened, you would have never been here. Tell me God don't know what's best for you. You see, the interesting thing about God is right now, God knows everything about my life that's going to happen 30 years from now. And God knew everything in my life from the time I was born, even before I was born, until now. And do you know that God still chose to pursue me and love me and bless me, even, even when He knew I was going to blow it? And I've blown it a few times. Blown it. And you too. Man, that's just God for you. So let's close this up, last slide. Lessons to learn from Joshua. Learn the art of following. Of following. If you're a good follower, you're going to become a good leader. If you're a good leader, you might become a great hero. If you're a great follower, you might become a great hero. Because there's heroes all in this church. And it's time for you to understand that you're a hero in the faith. Learn, to be the, learn the art of following. I, I, I realize, you know... God is, the older you get, you think about things. And, and right now, this week, you know, and if they're listening, they're listening, but, but, but we had a meeting all day Wednesday. That's why I couldn't be here Wednesday. And, and, and I just, something said to me, and I got in the flesh and I snapped. I snapped. And, and, and nothing bad. I mean, I didn't, didn't cuss or anything like that or nothing bad, uh, trust me. But I made a comment that undermined my president. And me being the vice president of, uh, 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 Of the purchasing wholesale side of the business. He's the president. And I should have never made the comment. In front of all the other peers. I should have said it behind doors. Because. I didn't sleep all that night. And when I say I didn't sleep all that night. I did not sleep all that night. Because God was working on me and I knew better. That's why I would never. Ever. Undermine the authority of this pastor. To any of you. Any of you. Now, if I talk to him, I can talk to him, and I think Daniel would say that me and him have a great relationship and we've had some conversations, but it'll be behind doors. I, I, I tell you what, I'm not putting anyone on a pestle, but I surely don't want to mess with God's anointing. And so we see this a great, the learn the art of following, be a good follower, be a good follower. Be a good follower. just follow the Lord in His ways. Follow the, follow the leadership of the church. follow. If it's error, do it, go about the wrong way. If you think're error, go about the right way and come to a leader and say, "Hey man, I thank this." But let's, let's make sure it's not petty. Have a hunger and a great desire for his presence. And where can I go, God, to escape your presence? Could I hide under a bridge? Could I hide under the ocean? Where could I go? The presence of God is everywhere. And I desire to be a part of his presence. Have a passion to follow the word. Let the word of God guide you and direct you. Line your life up with the word of God. Make sure the word of God gets gets to you. And give all glory to God when great things happen. Come on, youth. Now, listen, God's people. (coughs) Joshua was a great hero. Come on, youth. If you're going to play her, how are we going to do this? Y'all may already have it planned, some different than me. And whatever y'all do is fine. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You see when it's all said and done I want to be able to say Man my life's at the end At the end I'm at the end of my life And I want to say I followed you Lord I followed you I followed you with everything in me I followed your presence I followed your word And God you brought great glory in my life Maybe you're struggling right now Maybe you're hurting. Maybe you're here and you never asked God into your life. You never asked him into your life. How's that working for you? How are you doing? How are you facing all the problems of this world? Maybe you're here and you're in the battle of your life. And you really just you you just hadn't seen God in his fullness, but you're here. My prayer this morning is these altars are open and if you need to pray about following him if you need to pray about supporting the leadership of the church or whatever it may be the situation in your life because like I said there's somebody hurting here somebody struggling here this morning give up find your way to an altar of prayer and watch and see if God is not true these altars are open won't you come Father I thank you right now Lord God I believe I spoke the word that you've given to me and I pray now that your word would draw people to a place of prayer are you struggling this morning how long are you going to struggle how long are you going to depend on your own might I'm not telling you you're going to understand everything but have you ever came and knelt down before a holy God Won't you come? Won't you come?